Welcome to the Becoming Witchy podcast. I'm your host, Kelly of Bramble and Brimstone. Join me as we discuss practical witchcraft, share witchy tips, aha moments, tools, and resources that have helped us on our way, and as we discuss how magic shows up in our everyday. This podcast is here to encourage and support you on your own witchy way. Welcome to episode 10 of the Becoming Witchy podcast. Thank you so much for being here. This is exciting. Episode 10, double digits. Today is a very special episode. This is uh, going to release right after Valentine's Day. So for this episode, we're talking to my husband, Josh, the other half of Bramble and Brimstone. This is just a really fun, casual conversation where we talk about art and gardening and rocks and what magic is and how it all intersects. Josh and I could talk forever and the recording was over an hour long, so I had to cut it down a little bit, but there's still plenty of witchy weirdness for you. But before we get into all of that, we'll reflect on last week's card draw. Welcome to the episode draw segment of the podcast. Last week, we drew from the very lighthearted and beautifully illustrated Wild Whiskers Oracle deck, and we drew the Frolicking Fox, Cleverness, Deduction, Persistence, playful trickster of the forest, grant me the gifts of speed and stealth. So I really want to highlight the playful, clever, beautiful traits of this card, because really this card showed up for me through a few very playful things. The playful persistence of my yoga practice, of being able to get out into my garden for the first time this year to just explore and by the annual celebration of Galentine's Day, which I have to say is just it's an amazing day. My friend hosts it every year, and it's just full of intelligent, talented, incredible women just getting together for an amazing day, fully embodying this frolicking fox energy of this card. So I hope this card showed up for you in a positive, playful way as well. Josh! Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> and this is where I talk now. And this is where you oh, talk. That's now. how the podcast works. I got yeah. you. <laughs> we talk. Oh, and we're so Josh and I are in the normal recording room. Ansel is sitting very dutifully here as the um, producer of the podcast, and all of the other cats are very interested in why we're both in this room at the same time. So Azula is trying to break out the windows, obviously, so if you hear any rustling, it's just Azula trying to open the windows. Sometimes you gotta see out into the darkness. <laughs> yeah. And this is a special episode today because it's Valentine's Day that we're recording this. Happy Valentine's Happy Day, Valentine's honey. Day. I got you a podcast. <laughs> well, I'm very grateful that you're on the <laughs> podcast today because... We did. We had scheduled the Married to a Muggle podcast, but we had scheduled it for like May, and I or no, we had ex- scheduled it for like October or November. Yeah, it, was late. it was like the end of the year, but I said I want to do that next week. <laughs> now we're doing it, and now we're doing so it. Here Very we are. Accommodating. Yes. Buckle in. <laughs> <laughs> so. You are my muggle husband. True. I'm your witch wife. True. You are an Aries sun, a so you say. Sagittarius moon, and a Leo rising. 
everyone listening, that is a triple fire signs. It's difficult. Reminder for everyone, I'm a... Yeah, Josh is making, like, I don't know I don't faces. Know. Sorry. I don't know gestures. Ah. I don't know astrology. <laughs> I'm a Virgo sun, a Cancer moon, and a Leo rising. So we're both Leo risings. But, yeah, different different in other aspects. But it's good. It works out, I feel like. We're pretty balanced. Yeah. We both get each other to do the things that we wouldn't maybe normally do. I ground you and get you to reveal your emotions and you I force you to leave the house force me to do things and be social (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 it works out yeah all right well that's the end of the podcast uh thanks for listening (laughs) that's not the end of the podcast okay we're gonna do the seasonal section always wanted to do a seasonal section I know your most favorite thing gardening seasons cycles of the earth so right now it's february 14th we're it feels like mid-february but really we're on the tail end of february now because february is a short month it's true and there's a warming spell outside yes unusually warm yeah but it is welcome it's allowed us to get out into the garden this weekend we got out into the garden we did no winter winterizing of anything we just left the yard completely as it was from summer let the leaves fall on it and there's basically skeletons of plants everywhere that need to be cut down yes but was it as being extremely in tune with nature or being lazy (laughs) no one knows no one knows no one knows jury's out (laughs) Uh, but it happened. And so this was the first time we really got out there to like do some work. And I sort of tricked you into it. You did. That was not Because it wasn't warm. It wasn't warm enough to go out there without 45, 50 maybe. Coats. But you're like, let's just poke around and see if any bulbs are coming up. I was like, let's putter in the garden. And I was like, oh, for sure. Let's do it. I love to see a little little yeah. plant popping up and then you're like well why we're out here why don't you just start trimming stuff and yeah but that was because there was new growth there's new growth on the plants it's very exciting we're excited about it's this true. this is a sign of march coming um true we also spring. had the christmas tree just sitting in the backyard the christmas tree was just out in the and backyard birds were going to start nesting in that so yeah we it was probably to best of taking care of that yeah so, so we chopped all of that up uh and we will burn that maybe in one of the spring festivals, Beltane, yeah. or the spring equinox, coming up even sooner than that, if the weather is mm-hmm. nice enough. Well, hopefully and maybe for a ceramics pit fire also. Yes. Try that out. Possibly that. We yeah. need to do that. Um, we cut back the raspberries, so we're going to get some good uh, spring raspberry harvest, hopefully. Yeah. The, the plants are coming out. Everything's coming out of hibernation. It's very exciting. Yeah. Spring is almost here, exactly. you guys. Yeah, there's winter is coming. The yarrow, the yarrow, the is, yarrow is coming back, is alive. Yes, popping we, through. We planted yarrow from seeds last year, so it's exciting that at least some of them have survived. Mm-hmm. You never know. It's hard to start perennials from seeds because they grow really slowly in the first year. So having this, uh, having these pop back up, is very exciting. Yeah. And these are all signs of spring. Yeah. It's coming. Oh, it's also here. the 
the one hellebore out of like six hellebores that I planted and killed all of them except yes. the one is about to flower. It's about so to flower. It's very exciting. That one, it found survivor. its spot, found its niche, and it's going for I it. I know. And that's definitely in the totally wrong spot now, but I can never move it because we it's can't move it. survived It's so found well. its happy spot. Yeah. So. All right. So happy spring to everyone. Spring has sprung. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to talk just about being married to a muggle. So we'll have a little sound bite there to split up the sections. You probably don't need to say that. That sound bite? <laughs> yeah. I wanted to that, make it so badly. It's almost like a Mario sound, you know? It, it is. It's very video gamey. It is very video gamey. Yeah. yeah. So you're married to a witch. What's that like? For you. You're a witch? <laughs> <laughs> What's your background? Where are you from? What do you do? Oh well, your... Whoa, whoa, this is coming very fast. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, well, my background is I'm like a black belt in skepticism and yes. like a level 25 cynic, I guess. Yes. So, uh, smart aleck. Well, that's a harsh term, but accurate, yes. Uh, yeah, all around just non-serious, I think. I try to... Mm. And very practical. Yeah, I try to root myself in being practical as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I don't know. Some people might call that a Debbie Downer, as you would say, but uh, yeah, just trying to be grounded in yeah. reality for the most part. So that's my general approach to life. Mm -hmm. So being married to a witch is not something I expected, I suppose. Right. Um, and I wasn't calling myself a witch when we got married. We got no. married in 2016. And it was, I told my Becoming Witchy story. If you haven't listened to my Becoming Witchy story, that is episode one, origin story. And I talk about my evolution into identifying with the witch archetype. But that happened in 2017, the year after we were married. And so let's talk about that because that was also a big point for you. So 2017, we go True. to, okay. it's yeah. your friend. Mm -hmm. Now it's our friend. Yes. Um, yeah, you have, Josh has really amazing female friends that I was so lucky to inherit all of these. We talked about it on Galentine's this weekend, how lucky I was to inherit all of them as uh, wonderful female friends. And that's how I everyone knew- I think they're yours now. I they're mine. I, I, I know I took them. them over. That's how, another reason why I knew you were such a amazing person. Because this is a Valentine's Day episode, so we'll talk about how much we love each other. Okay, but this 2017 trip to Salem. Sorry, did you want to say something about love? No. How much you love me, no. maybe? I love you. Okay. <laughs> I love you so much. I'm yeah. glad that naturally occurred just like that. It <laughs> just worked out. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, the Salem trip was kind of impromptu. We yeah. like Beautiful hadn't totally planned Salem, on hadn't really planned on going to going Salem because the we wedding was in Providence. Yeah. In Rhode Island. And but they lived in Salem. And so we decided to make the trip to Salem. I don't know. I had always sort of wanted to go. I thought, I don't know, the witchiness of it always really drew me to it, mm -hmm. really pulled me in. 
and you were totally on board. Yeah, I like, I know I didn't really know much about Salem at the time, other than just like it's Witch Central, but I don't know we had like a free day. We had a free day, and we're like, let's go. Let's yeah, do it. Let's wasn't drive that, there. Wasn't that far, so let's just check it out. Yeah. And yeah, and I've been to Boston before. I was like, let's bypass Boston. Let's go straight to Salem. Sounds go straight to Salem. Sounds cuter. So and we got there, and we yeah. went to. We were both enchanted by it. Like just. The, yeah. Well, it clicked. Well, you're a Harry something. Potter kid, right? Yeah. You like Harry Potter. Yeah. You like the dark aesthetic there's a darkness to I like, you <laughs> i like the darker side of harry potter yeah 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 there, you definitely uh have a you play video games you have a pull towards this um the seductiveness of magic and enchantment mm-hmm. and uh yeah like, like, the, like the mysterious nature yes. of magic fantasy elements so like yeah you know. magic fantasy yes yeah so I was on board for that. We got there. What was your favorite store there? Well, and so my favorite store yeah. is uh, the Coven's Cottage. Yes. And and that had a profound effect on me, just the aesthetic of the store itself. Was, yeah, why? Explain it. Describe what it was so people know. It's very much like um, what you would imagine like a witch's cottage in like a a movie it's very dark inside like atmospheric there's just dried flowers and herbs like hanging from the ceiling like all the way like the whole ceiling is just like dried flowers hanging they have like an apothecary ish kind of vibe where glass jars glass full jars of full of like you know talismans bones feathers yeah. uh rocks shells like just anything that you could would make a potion or spell out of kind of like this kind of yeah stereotypical maybe or like more, more traditional like traditional yeah think of like a magic uh witch kind of store uh and spooky a little spooky spooky yeah yeah and it's got that spookier vibe um but also like just mysterious light it's it's had a mysterious vibe to it but like a place that felt cozy at the same time yes right so i don't know that the overall aesthetic of that place really clicked with me of just like oh this is what i kind of have been searching for to have like in my house more but i didn't know yeah, it at the time because we had also just bought the house yeah so being homeowners was pretty new yeah and so like we'd always had apartments in. that we couldn't Fully do much with too yeah. yeah so um, decorating was a new thing for us yeah so we were kind of free to decorate as we saw fit that aesthetic really came yeah so out from that you. was yeah that was i don't know that was like my kind of Salem moment was like I just want to live a little more spookier in my like day to day life. Like I don't have to just have Halloween decorations out in October and that's it. Like I can right. have you know things on the wall that are you know Halloween weird artwork and or like weird. Yeah. I can have herbs and stuff hanging from the ceiling yeah. and like it'll spooky. That can a be year round, not a season. Yeah. yeah. 
That's right. It yes. is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. And so it was freeing. It was freeing to just think like I could do that. That you can live like that. You can be that person. Yeah. Yeah. So it started slowly incorporating that more and more into yeah our house renovation makeover kind of right. thing so and at that point yeah. i was like like i had my huge like and you like had your coming out yeah your coming out moment which coming outness yes which, and i was like i'm a witch that's who i am thanks to <laughs> which store house switch oh take a shot everyone <laughs> kelly mentioned house switch in a podcast <laughs> it's episode a game it's a drinking game i play by myself um but yeah i don't know that yeah so you were on board you like had no i mean you're like i don't know we don't have to make it like a religion thing but like you're an atheist yes and and i'm a scientist Mm -hmm. and we're both very much have two feet in the practical uh realm but you very much flirt with the magical in fantasy realms. I dabble. I dabble in fantasizing, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> and yeah. I'm, like, now full-on. Like, I've always been... I don't know. I feel like science is witchy. What is magical if not science? I don't know. Yeah. And it, Oh, it my is. God. I feel Car- like Carla, my little sister uh-huh. Ghost from Ghost Poppy, she said that in that episode also. Because our parents are both scientists. Mm-hmm. And she said, like, growing up, like, what is more magical than science? Let's loop back to the Salem trip. Okay. All right. Looping so back. We, we've shopped at House Witch, like, online. Shot. I've brought, shot. <laughs> I've brought stuff back from House Witch. Um, and we got a spell kit from House Witch. And I was able to convince you to do the housewarming one. Mm-hmm. We must have gotten it that time that we went because it was a housewarming kit. We did because it was yeah. super cute packaging and I was so like, cute. oh, we should, I like these. And we were, and I was like, this yeah. is a spell. Like these things yeah. that I do are spells. So, yeah. I mean like just, we just bought the house or whatever. And we just so, bought the house yeah. and it was a housewarming kit. A housewarming kit. kit so and we got so it. So we got it and brought it home and it was like unadorable. It was, it was the best cinnamon incense we've ever oh, had i've been trying to find incense amazing. since then but in this kit there was this cinnamon was so incense and it just smelled like straight up cinnamon it smelled like burning a cinnamon stick now that i've burned a cinnamon stick i know what that <laughs> smell is and it just smelled like yeah. burning a, a cinnamon stick but yeah. it was it was clean it was like it a was really so clean, clean incense which so was clean nice. and crisp it just smelled like cinnamon and so part of the ritual was burning that the other part was burning the tea candles and there was like a mantra, a meditative spell to do with it. And we, you're supposed to do it till the candles burn down. We probably did it for two hours we were doing this. Did we do it we that put long? On, yeah, we put on some cigar rose oh, and man. really like zoned into the vibe of this like housewarming. We lit it like at our hearth. It was so beautiful and we both really got into it and you i remember after you were like i'll do if this is a spell i'll do more spells <laughs> why did you i didn't say, say it like that that was <laughs> you didn't say it in that voice oh. but um yeah was i going through like a cowboy phase or something yeah, you at the were, time? well you i talk about kentucky josh you're like <laughs> you're southern and you can do that but yeah sometimes i just make up voices for people <laughs> 
yeah, that was like nice because that wasn't. I guess I had no idea what a spell was either at that time. Right. Um, yeah. Didn't know what to call it. Yeah, and I think that's been the one of the bigger kind of revelations of like your witchy journey is like what these witchy practices and rituals and spells and tarot or just like, like actually what, are yeah like they're and like they're, what is magic yeah like, like they're very introspective take a moment reflect on yourself things they're not on, be present yeah they're not these things yeah. that are like all right if i can put you know component a and component b together then it'll make component c and it's like a physical thing that'll do something for me it's right it's very much a state of mind that you let yourself get into and yeah. just like it's taking a, a moment it's back. like the avatar state oh it is the avatar yeah, state it is like oh, i know we're all hanging aren't we we're hanging hard um <laughs> and yeah so like you're an artist and you've been in the art world for a while and you have told me you don't get like emotional and you don't express feelings a lot <laughs> this isn't a criticism this is just like i'm telling you but i'm still really cool <laughs> not a serial killer at all yeah <laughs> but you have told me that y there are like artworks that you've seen that elicit almost an ex a spiritual response from you or almost like this whole other like i would say a magical mm -hmm. vibe like you draw there's an energy to them that you can feel and you can experience and you can like feel it you can actually feel it yeah so we were talking about yeah we were reliving this memory that i had kind of forgotten about surprisingly <laughs> but you told me about i it. did tell you about it and yeah and it was like a unique experience of like I mean, I've, like, went to art school and have done art most of my life, and it's mostly been a thing, and you see pieces you think are cool or, like, interesting or technically mm -hmm. well done. Uh, but, yeah, to have that moment where you stumble upon an artwork and then like, are just, like, emotionally overcome by it is interesting. It's very not like my personality at all yeah. and like something that I'm not accustomed to as an artist either like I don't really have those emotional responses to things that's but yeah that one piece in uh, Paris it was a Moreau painting that I don't know it uh, triggered triggered something deep in my soul deep in your soul yeah and yeah. it is interesting and so I was looking that piece up again today to be like, okay, that was like several years ago. Like, does it do the same thing now or not? And I realized like when I had seen it, I think it was on display by itself or not with the other pieces, but it's a triptych. It's part of like, it's a three panel painting and it was panel three. It was 
Moreau's Blue 3, original, very original title. Look it up, Google it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But so, like, the first thing that came up when I was trying to find this, um, was at the Centre de Pompidou in Paris, and I was... Like and we have a cat just oh, just yeah. FYI. There's a cat, There's a cat yeah. like literally purring <laughs> into the mic. If anyone hears that, so sorry. We can't move him from our laps. He's just he's purring into the mic. Okay, sorry. That's his deal. This panel, yeah. Well from Moreau. Story's ruined. I was in the the midst of a very emotional tale. I'm sorry. Um <laughs> he's just very loudly purring. Well, he rules the house, so it's fine. That's true. He does. Uh yeah, so I like was looking up the piece again, couldn't remember what it was called, and the first thing that came up was the second panel of this triptych. And I looked at it, and I was like, this... Oh, God, I hope it wasn't this, because I don't <laughs> like this at all. <laughs> like, this this is not a good painting. And then I did some more research, found the piece that actually I was thinking of, mm-hmm. which is not that much different than the panel two. Uh, they're both basically all blue background with uh, a little bit of black line work on it, a, like black kind of blob, a red blob on it. Um, but the difference between blue two and blue three was deeply different to my soul. Yeah. The, yeah, blue three Subtle, has this very a much smaller little red dot on it, a very th- this thin line from top to bottom, and like a black kind of oval at the bottom of the painting. That like the balance of it was like somehow completed something in my like inner circuitry that just like triggered. Yeah. An emotional response. Well, because you were so before this episode, it's Valentine's Day. We went out for like hey, a happy drink. Valentine's Day, happy again. Valentine's Day, love you, love you. Uh, we went out for a drink, and um, you pulled up this painting because you were like, hey, you said you were going to ask me about this. I looked it up. This is it, and he was showing me a f- photo that he took on his phone of the screen on his computer. Yeah. Of, like, someone's camera phone shot of this artwork. (laughs) So it was, like, a million degrees of separation. Yeah. But um, it was... And I've seen Moreau before. It's not necessarily my type of artwork. Not something I care for necessarily in my taste. It's not typically what I gravitate towards either. Right. But, But, yeah. But you, like, showed it to me. Like, I could tell that it that it had some type of response to you. You were like, look at, like, blue. There's, like, depth to the blue. There is, and there yeah. was, like, a depth it's to the blue. It's very much the, like, and there was the Tom a in delicate... the Parks and Rec episode with the, <laughs> the triangle oh painting. God. It's, like, the same it was scenario. Exactly. Okay, in Parks and Rec, <laughs> the episode where Tom, where they're, like, making the artwork as a department, and they make the artwork, Tom has, like, an artist make, the artwork for him that he presents as like a candidate for this whatever and he has this like deep emotional response to it and it's just like blobs on a page and that's based that's like what this artwork was that's what like what Moreau does but it I mean from my knowledge of Moreau I don't know (laughs) you know but that's like what this was but you were like look at like the the delicate 
and you were doing yeah. these like motions with your hands and i was like I yeah yeah no I, there's like, something about I that one it. there is yeah. you got there it right something yeah but yeah no, that's true it was yeah you can find a spiritual moment in anything yeah really i and guess is the takeaway from this like, segment i always try to <laughs> say is like find the magic in what means something to you that already exists in your life and how is it magical What would you like to ask me that you haven't asked me yet? When I was young, I think I mentioned this in my origin story, I had a rock collection. Joshua, uh, well. would you like to talk about rocks and perhaps contemplate their magical draw to you? if I just said no? <laughs> I'd like everything. you to consider mountains as well in, as part of this. Uh, well, mountains when and rocks. I was young, I also had a rock collection and spent many an allowance at the nature company store buying <laughs> Oh, the rocks. nature company yeah. store, yeah. Nature company store was For where sure. it was at. Yeah. Um, and now, I think this has been the biggest benefit of your witchy journey for me is that it's allowed me to now to get buy. back into rock collecting because <laughs> I don't really have any belief or connection to the healing properties associated with rocks and crystals, but I sure do think they're gorgeous. But we have talked about the quartz, how quartz is used as timekeeping. True, we did talk about that. And how, how does okay. this make you feel? Okay, well, rocks are just cooler than I thought, I guess. <laughs> I'm not scared <laughs> or, to say it, yeah. everyone. There are I'll... vibrational frequencies within yes. stones. Like, everyone knows this. Yes. So if we break down, if we go science-y and get down to, like, vibration levels on everything, mm -hmm. yeah, rocks are, rocks are cool. I mean, diamonds are used for, you know, cutting and fractioning things they're like minerals are key components to a lot of science so i guess they're pretty amazing in that aspect and i'm not fully prepared to discuss it because i didn't research <laughs> any real facts about rocks but i will say that as an artist i i think rocks are more beautiful than anything anyone can make on their own rocks are yeah. just so amazingly patterned and crystallized and I don't know. You feel the magic in them. Yeah. I love having them in like every corner of our house. Like our windowsills with this a little like rock grouping in the corner makes me like so happy when I look at it. Like yeah. and it's beautiful and we have we have rocks kind of everywhere now. Yeah. And we're going to get more, but... And, like, your family... So this is a love segment, you guys. Your family talks a lot about how much happier you became once we met each other. And It's honestly, because I got to collect rocks yeah, again. Probably exactly. that's it. I think it oh, might man. be because... Okay. <laughs> into your life, I, gave, I brought plants, that's rocks, true. and cats. 
And we know cats have a purring, like, healing frequency. We know rocks do. Well, you might not believe it, but rocks do rocks make you feel frequency. much better. Everything plants, vibrates in You frequency. fucking love plants. Hey, this is a family show, but yes, I do love plants. <laughs> well, it's true. We also, yeah. I mean, we both collectively kind of fell in love with plants together, I think. Like, yeah, both... well, I my mother always gardened. Mm -hmm. Like, we lived in, like, the middle of nowhere, and we had a huge, huge garden. My mother has always loved gardening. She grew so much of our food. One year, we had a giant pumpkin. We lived in an apple orchard. We lived, like, it wasn't our apple orchard. It was, like, someone's apple you orchard. You were squatting in it? Yeah, we were squatting oh, in it. Oh, jeez. And we would go back, uh, me and my sisters, and pick <laughs> blackberries, like, wild blackberries that were growing in it. And, yeah, it was, we always had this garden growing up. We always had gardening. That was always a thing. Well, I didn't have a garden growing up. And right. then we got a I house. always lived in apartments that were too dark to grow anything. Yeah. And so, yeah. But the, once we got here, I mean, we, got we a house, have we, transformed our yard. We've we have, taken yeah. out a number i mean it was basically all invasive species and grass when we got here we've completely removed mm -hmm. the grass we've built a new retaining wall we have like herbs and edible plants growing everywhere yeah. you have a, completely taken over for a the second. flowers this is a valentine's like a day episode paradise. and i just want to give a really hot tip to anyone that if you want to know if your relationship is going to stand the test of time build a retaining wall together because <laughs> that will let you know if oh you can survive gosh. that you can survive anything that's true we've so, talked after the retaining wall project we talked about writing a book like in <laughs> like seriously writing a book about how to make a relationship work and how brains work differently because we honestly we were making this retaining wall and we were like you hear something other than what I'm saying. I'm saying words, but you're hearing something completely different. And you're saying words, and I'm hearing something completely different than what you're actually yeah. saying. And we had to really learn. We had to hone in our... We had to hone in The on, way that we phrased things yeah, to each other. We because... had, like, deep conversations about, this is what I said. What did you hear? And then we talked about what we both meant and what we interpreted. <laughs> because building a retaining wall, you have to be, I mean, you work with a team as in your mm -hmm. day job. Yeah. And so you know that you have to learn how to communicate with people to be able to build a project out. And I know that I don't work with people like in the same way that you do. So I sort of peripherally know this but haven't had to do it on the same level that you have, but you really have to, I mean, I feel like that was really a saving grace of our relationship is your ability to know that not everyone communicates the same way and you need to learn how to work with someone. I don't know. Just this retaining yeah, wall, it was stupid. This is the <laughs> stupidest thing we've ever done. Was yeah. So we got a quote for the retaining wall. It was to have someone like professionally do it. It was unaffordable. We work for a nonprofit, both of us. We can't, we're not, we, we can't afford a retaining wall, but we needed a retaining wall because we had a retaining wall that was collapsing. So we just ripped it out ourselves 
we like we did it super practically though we costed out the materials um and it was going to be practical people yeah it it was going to be so much less if we just did the cost of materials and we're like we'll just do the labor ourselves little did we know the late yeah obviously the labor is where the money's at because it was all labor and it was intense to rip out like a 25 foot 30 foot retaining wall and rebuild it and i didn't just want to rebuild it i wanted to build rebuild it in two tiers so that we would have a nice garden bed to plant stuff in oh god it was stupid but it's it's beautiful now it's It's so beautiful now we did it we made it through we're still married but yeah well thanks for listening to becoming retaining wall builders (laughs) this is the new podcast all retaining wall all the time it was but i do feel like that gave us like this tie to our plot that we would not have had without doing that yeah, that's true. Like, like, it really made us more invested in the yard And itself. we learned and, the soil, yeah. and we understood where, like, mm-hmm. these concrete blocks were, and the such clayiness of the soil. Our soil is only clay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It did give us, like, a very much, very huge appreciation of the earth, and I think sort of tied us into this gardening path because we had we had so much experience with it afterwards and we were so invested in it because we truly tore up the (laughs) the yard (laughs) we truly tore up the yard and we had to make it better but yeah and so we we really learned uh how to plant and yeah it just made us really invested in the garden yeah. And the earth. And and you've really come into these, like, natural cycles the same way that I have. It's been, like, a huge thing for my witchy practice to be tied into the natural cycles of the earth and sort of appreciate that more and how we're all part of it. And I feel like you also sort of, maybe not in the same way that I do, but you also gear up for the seasons yeah, in the well, same I'm much way more I do. in tune with seasonal changes now that I am invested in gardening and mm-hmm. you know I know when when my plants are coming in and when the other ones are dying back and uh, when, you need when to I plant need to things. prune stuff and yeah. yeah when I need to yeah sow things and yeah I, yeah gardening really helps you just align yourself with the cycle of the year more and it's nice i don't know like it's probably the closest thing i have to like a ritual kind of practice is gardening mm-hmm. um because one of those things too when i don't know it's just like nice out and i don't have anything specific to do or something but like i'll go out into the garden i'll weed a little bit i'll maybe prune a couple things or There's just like trim something yeah. yeah like clean up you know some leaf clutter i don't know just like maintaining the yard is like it's a chore sometimes it's a hobby other times right like it depends on the time the the mood of the day and yeah. the time but yeah and how hot it is yeah but it's i don't know it's something that helps me 
be more excited about like the day to day because yeah. there's always you know once once springs in full uh, you know go like there's like something different in the yard like week to week right there's different flowers popping up and there's different things that need to be done yeah. and addressed and like now and, in know. the summer like in June and July we're like we can't go on vacation. Like we can't leave because the garden is. We're gonna miss out on those tomatoes. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna miss out on something. We're gonna miss out on like the blooms of whatever plant. And when we come back, it won't. It's not gonna be the same garden. Like yeah. the season will have progressed and things will be different. We also can't go on vacation in like March, April because we're starting seedlings. Because we're starting seedlings. We can't go on vacation ever because of <laughs> the garden. The garden. <laughs> yeah. All right, was that was that segment was going? I forgot what we were talking about. Honestly, we got. I don't know. We were just talking about the garden and how magical right. it is. It is very magical. Everyone should get a garden. Gardens yeah, are great. If you can, I would even say like trying to grow something inside. You can even get like a little desk lamp and you get a grow light for it. And grow lights look like regular night lights nowadays. So you can easily mm-hmm. replace like your indoor lamp light with a grow light and have like a little plant growing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I will say too, uh, like being a a plant dad, I guess is uh, I have gotten slightly less uh, cynical, skeptical, I guess, of like things. Like I talk to the plants sometimes because yeah, you know they're doing a great job out there, and I like to encourage them when they do well in yeah. the crappy soil that we have. And it's hard out there. My, it's a hard world lack of attention yeah yeah there's like so or there's like downpours and floods and like they're they're sticking it out plants are survivors and yeah like to give them little words of encouragement sometimes yeah and i don't really that's not me but yeah right yeah but and that's why it's like i don't know like we talked about i don't know there's other people in our lives who are also also having like either a witch awakening or like yeah like a witch awakening basically and I don't I don't know what's causing it I don't think it's me I think it's just a like a desire to be more mindful mindful is like everyone wants to be more mindful yeah and there's also like a huge people are realizing like how valuable the earth is like how grateful they are to just have nature water oxygen basic things that we take for granted that are like honestly constantly under threat yeah but the more in tune you are with nature the more like I don't know. I just feel like the more you're in tune with these natural cycles, the more you, the more mindful you get, and the more you start to see where magic exists in your life. Like, you start to think about what you're grateful for, or where you can like move your energy, or I don't know. What do you think magic is? What? <laughs> um, oh. oh man. Because like you feel it with that artwork, you feel it in the garden. Yeah. Like there are times. It is energy. I mean, there's 
definitely energy flows. Like, that is a real thing. And I think, yeah, I, I think it probably all comes down to vibrations, really. We're all, like, when you Everything mesh up with off. the right yeah. energy vibe from something else, like, it resonates with you. And, yeah, everyone has their own own key they're in, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, you find what works for you. And it's unpredictable, I feel like. Like, you don't necessarily know what's gonna treat you right and, like, make you feel spiritual until you find it. But when you do, yeah. you should appreciate it. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. I mean, I will say I do think you can, like, find what it is. Like, you have a gardening practice or, like, you have a gardening. Mm -hmm. Like, I would say almost, like, a lot of times when it's just quiet in the gardening, I'm out there. Like, maybe I'm even just weed weeding or something. Like, you smell the dirt. I talk about dirt a lot and how much I love dirt and things that taste like dirt or smell like dirt and rocks and I love that. It makes me feel like safe and like grounded or like I don't even know how to describe I say grounded a lot but I don't know how to describe what it means or how it feels like it feels like comfort like safety like yeah I mean for me it feels because it's really easy for both of us I think to lose a lot of time working in the yard oh yeah right um like we're always out there and then we're like oh my we lost like two like, hours yeah um and it's there's something about that being like so engrossed in a singular activity where nothing else really you forget you're, time. yeah like you're yeah. not worried about anything else you're not you're in you're truly in the moment I guess mm -hmm. it's almost like kind of a nirvana state if you will like you're just there you're with that plant you're attending to that plant you move on to the next plant you're gonna mm -hmm. attend to that plant you don't care like what's happening around you you're not worried about what you're cooking for dinner later or if you know like you need to get this thing done at work tomorrow like you're just in the moment in the garden and i think that's the nice thing that we found about having a little plot of land and we do have a very small plot of land but it's 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 fucking small yeah but, but it's, it occupies our time it occupies our time yeah. and you can make the most of whatever size space you have and we have truly made the most of the space that we have we've yeah, got we're pretty maxed out so yeah like <laughs> i said we got rid of all of the grass and we've just planted things that we want to grow things that would make us happy, things that make pollinators happy. Yeah. It's and it's magical. Those bees. Oh, it's the bees magical. make me happy too. If you ever watched a bee fall asleep on a, on a, a petal? flower petal, that's yeah, really that's magical. That's amazing, yeah. 
I'm gonna leave you with that. I feel like that's where mm -hmm. I want to end this, unless you have something else. But no, I feel like that's. I've yeah. just. I uh, Google bees falling asleep on flower petals. It's really nice. It's it nice is. to witness. Or like, find it yourself. It happens like at dusk. Yeah, they like they just like. They go to bed when, the sun goes yeah. down. They're wherever like, they are. What type of bees are those? Those are like. They're like bumblebees, um, carpenter bees. They're like carpenter bees. They're like solitary bees. Yeah, they don't go back to a hive or anything. Yeah. They just, they literally just fall asleep on a flower. Yeah. And then you get up, if you get up like. Yeah, if you get up in the before morning. Before sunrise yeah. or like right at sunrise. They're still there. They're still there. And they and start then once waking the light up. Some, once the just light like, hits Ooh. them. Yeah, they Ooh, come it's a back new day. to life. Let's go and find some more like flowers. Ooh. Buzz up and <laughs> everybody like buzz up. Flutter away. Yeah. Yeah. Find another flower. Oh, that's a nice thought. I like that. That is a nice thought. Bumblebees sleeping on flowers. Yeah, it'll be exciting again this year. A sign of summer. A true sign of summer. True. Bumblebees falling asleep on flowers. All right. This is the end of the main section. And from here we'll move on. That's it? You're not gonna, like, thank me for being on your show or anything? Joshua. That's too late now. <laughs> With your beautiful green eyes <laughs> that match your beautiful green sweater. Thank you for being on the Becoming Witching podcast. I'm so excited that you could join me very early based on our schedule for this valentine's day special well it was a pleasure being here <laughs> and i loved every moment of it i can't wait for you to help me edit this i am busy <laughs> <laughs> Time for the episode draw segment. We're going to do the Wild Whisk Whiskers Oracle again today because I'm just, I'm feeling it. I'm on a roll with the Wild Whiskers. So I'll shuffle and draw a card. We got the Roguish Raccoon. Courage, problem solving, adventure. Mischievous and playful spirit of Pan. Reveal any secrets or deceit in my life. Ooh, how fun. So have a great two weeks. And this card, Pan is the name of my um, unexpected fifth cat. And he is full of secrets and deceit. I know it. Just a little kitten running around making mischief. That's what this card reminds me of. Um, but yes, have a wonderful two weeks until we meet again to talk about magical, wonderful things. Thank you for listening to the Becoming Witchy podcast. Do you have questions on your Becoming Witchy journey or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the podcast? Send us an email at podcast at bramblebrimstone.com. If you're interested in our newsletter, head over to our show notes where you can find the Bramble and Brimstone Instagram where you can sign up. We would love for you to join our Coven community. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, please rate and review us. It helps others find the podcast, and we so appreciate your support.